Building the spatial web is something I, you know what, I haven't really thought about until I actually sat down and had a serious discussion with myself around what exactly, how exactly some of these amazing experiences come together, right? You're looking at loads of components, then loads of moving parts. And from an organizational perspective, not many people realize how all of this gets put together because we are the consumer of it. And, you know, we walk into a decentralized land and we just enjoy it to the capabilities that we can. However, you know, not all of this stuff is built in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day, but Web3 can actually be. Well, these experiences can, despite all the red tape. So we can't precisely predict when Web3 is gonna mature, but the trend line towards this future has been emerging for decades. You know, we're kind of all, Web1, Web2, Web3 is, is converging on this point. What Web4 is, is gonna be madness. Um, just as earlier capabilities gave rise to Web1 and Web2, today's leading technologies are fueling and informing the evolution into the spatial web as they advance through three basic tiers of architecture. Interaction, the software, the hardware, and the content we ultimately interact. Computation, the logic that enables the interaction. And information, you know, kind of the what the world runs on these days, data. And structure that allows computational functions to be completed accurately, efficiently, and securely. Here is a nice image. Take a look, have a read. We're gonna break it down. Interaction, AR, VR are expected to be the primary gateway for humans to access the spatial web. Although, you know, form factor may eventually change from AR glasses to digital contact lenses, to haptic wearables, IoT devices, sensors, robots, autonomous vehicles. The, the medium of which we're going to experience it in will morph, will be added to, but this mixed reality that we're gonna live in is going to be Although I'm not really sure how it might work sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if I like it, to be perfectly honest. And um, some days I do, some days I don't. Sometimes I just want to go sit in a cave and just be like, no electronics. It'd be really, really nice. For the spatial web to become widely adopted, AR interfaces particularly need to become more affordable, significantly more affordable. Let's, like, I know we've got Google coming out with Google Glasses of some sort again, and then you've got Apple on the horizon doing this, and then Facebook has basically blatantly said that, Meta has basically said that they are doing that. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a weird time to experience all this stuff you know it's kind of like the, when the first iphone came out this revolutionary technology and um, we're going to interact with the world very very differently very very soon in recent years as i mentioned you know significant investments have occurred in this area. you know traditional incumbents like google are continuing to develop and evolved ar hardware facebook is an active participant of the vr space with oculus since its two billion acquisition of oculus in 2014 2014 they made that investment paying off now huh and it's been making investments uh, on AR and AR, AR and AR cloud in a project called Live Maps that reportedly shares 3D maps of the world. Apple has been de developing its own lightweight AR glasses and applied for a series of patents that could significantly reduce the size of AR devices. Well, look at that. Looky here. Virage is on point. V's on point. Zooming out to look at the broader tech industry, you know, we see an upward trend of innovation and development of technology supporting the interaction layer of Web3. For example, the number of AR-related patents published in the United States grew more than threefold. Um, in the last 10 years. That shows upward trend. Computation, AI and ML. Yeah, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Not really many people understand what exactly that means. You've got to teach an AI to do certain things. It doesn't just work out of the box. Um, ML, then AI, not AI, then ML. Uh, will play a foundational role in Web3 computation. It genuinely will. And then when quantum kicks in, kicks in, it's a whole different beast. It enables machines and devices to understand the non-digital world. For example, via computer vision and natural language processing, it will also drive contextual personalized experiences via AI's ability to self-program, continuously learn, and make contextual decisions something that we will have to show it and show what is good for it. 
teach it to see what is good, what we consider to be good. This will be genuinely one of the most critical factors of you know Web3's maturity and will require an immense amount of processing power, hence quantum, in addition to rapidly and securely transmitting rich, high-definition contextual media experiences from physical objects to a computational layer and the back-end user. An extremely fast connectivity will be required. Does 5G do that? To an extent, I think we will have another one. I don't know what that might look like, 6G, who knows, but 5G is ridiculously fast, but at some point even 4, 4G became slow, right? All of this will depend on high, net high network, high bandwidth networks like 5G, but as I mentioned, you're gonna need, it's gonna get faster and, no, and it's only going to get faster. Edge computing has been helping to reduce latency and decreasing the distance between devices and a cloud-based processor. 5G can enable download speeds up to 100 times faster than 4G and has a high level of investment in recent years. A key infrastructure to support this level of computation in the AR cloud will be the technology ranging from machine vision to 3D modeling technologies that allow the creation, positioning, anchoring of digital content over physical objects. You know, the ability to be able to render an object in real time to th th where you're stepping is going to be mad. Because, you know, we would previously see that in a game and a game has that kind of already built in. It's not doing anything new, right? This is going to have to be instantaneous. Otherwise people aren't going to use it. Imagine using that, uh, seeing an arrow in a car and the arrow just lags like kind of showing your direction, the arrow lags and you take the wrong turning. Imagine the fit, like the problems that it's going to cause or a red light, instead of being on, on the road, it's kind of like in our glasses now and it lags. We're gonna cause car crashes. We're gonna to have to be very, very secure and safe about where and how we're using these items. And will there be times when we're not allowed to use them? Apart from its security capabilities, blockchain also plays a role in managing entities in the physical world from buying location-based digital real estate to managing non-private spaces such as parks or even non-governmental locations such as oceans. One company, XR Web, has already started Spelling, selling spaces on Earth's digital layer. Is that a fad? No. Will it, does it have any real play? Who knows? But what it does show is that there are, there is a, there's a space for this stuff, as well as if that project continues to grow and add value in the real world or add value inside of its environment that people want to flock to and it builds a community, well, then it's going to do well. You know, all this told, a story of technology converging across three layers of IT, we see measurable innovation across all three tiers in this section. Patent publications are typically considered a good indicator of innovation activity and investments, and applications related to Web3 technologies have shown clear growth over the last decade. While not all of these patents are exclusive to the spatial web, every innovation can help in its eventual realization. Furthermore, Web3 patents, those that mention spatial web, AR cloud, or 3D web, have demonstrated a tenfold increase in the last 10 years. Let's just be perfectly honest. This change is coming, this world is coming, and whether we like it or not, it's going to be pushed to get here by, you know, big companies, big tech. So as I mentioned in the last video, let's continue to learn, let's continue to, to iterate, let's continue to immerse ourselves in these experiences and try and maybe do some good, not make the same mistakes of the past. Web 2 was a weird time. I grew up with that. It's kind of like my bread and butter. Web 3, however, is going to be a different source. Enjoy. Have a lovely evening and I'll speak to you soon.